So good afternoon. First John chapter four. Today, I want to talk about my title is God is love. What a great way to go after having this whole message last week on forgiveness. So based on what I'm taking you, you can see the kind of stuff God has been dealing with me about. Um, can you... Walk in forgiveness and walk in love when you feel offended, wounded, hurt. And when it's continued, like it doesn't stop. Like, you know, you're trying to be in a good godly place with the person or with the persons, but they continue to be the jerk that they are. Nobody know about that but me? You're looking at me too, like, you know, you you, you, know, you never try to be real Christian-y and godly to people, but they just keep being a jerk to you. Never had that. <laughs> I I think about times that I've tried to walk in God's love with people and look like they tried to seize on my Christianity and use that against me. They tried to play the fact that I'm a Christian as the opportunity to be disrespectful or belligerent to me, and I have to just take it. You're cut from a different cloth from me. Um, I haven't slapped anybody in the mouth in a very, very long time, but I will I will feel the, the desire and the tendency and my body language may project to this person that they're about to get popped in the mouth and they have to back off. And I'm like, well, God, was that very Christian of me? And it says, sometimes sometime people just got to get propped in the mouth. You know, <laughs> it's what it is. Um, it's life. You don't want to do it, but you are human. Um, and anybody here who is perfect and better than me and, has, and, and don't have to deal with any sins or shortcomings, you know, you can just log off. Um, I learned in my experience and my growth and my maturity I want you to listen close where I'm going. How to pop somebody in the mouth without my hand. I learned how with wit and with clever phrase, passive aggressive terms, to bust you right in the mouth. And so thereby believing that I was good because I didn't touch him. And God had to say to me one day, but a hit with your words can be worse than a hit with your hands. Hmm. Well, God, how do I walk in love when people are not walking in love toward me? And what I'm hoping that we get from today's message, what I'm believing, we're not hoping, believing that we will is the spiritual balance of the walk of love that is not then throwing a ton of guilt on you because you're not perfect as you think you should be. Can somebody relate to where I'm going right here? 
it is impossible for you to walk in love, God's kind of love in your natural strength. It, first of all, it doesn't exist. Walking in love is not you pretending not to be offended. It's your heart being free to a place that you're not offended and that people can't take you to those places that they try to take you. Um, I would say, even though I'm getting ahead of myself in the message, sometimes your growth and your love walk is something that you don't even realize is a growth, but you find out that it doesn't trigger you like it used to, or you don't respond like you would have, and you realize you're growing in love. What am I saying to you? I want you to listen to what I'm saying real close here. Walking in love or walking in God's love is not as much your outside manifestation as it is your inside change. We think good behavior is being godly. But actually, change of heart, which produces a different behavior, is what God is looking for. Amen? You with me? Okay, so we're in 1 John chapter 4. And um, the title of today's message, if I didn't say it, is God is love. So I realize from what I'm about to teach you that the definition scripturally of walking in love, are you listening? Is walking in God, not trying to be nice to people or behave right to people or in front of people. But the true definition of walking in love is walking in God because God is love. So I said, God, so for me to walk in love means I just need to walk in you. And I'll I throw this out there. I know I'm jump, I keep jumping ahead of the message. I don't want to, but I'm going to keep laying this stuff out. Have you tried with all your heart to walk in what you perceived as walking in love? Only to the compromise of your own peace of mind and peace of heart. You try to be so right to somebody else that you wind up doing damage to yourself. You wind up causing yourself hurt that you don't need to go through. That's not God's intention ever. So I'll, I'll wrap that point on this and then we'll get into this word. The scripture says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. The key to my success is not my behavior. The key to my strength is what I do in Christ who gives me the strength to do so. And the people say, amen. So in 1 John chapter 4, I'm starting at verse 7. It says, let us, and I'm reading from the Amplified, unselfishly love and seek the best for one another. For God is love, and everyone who loves others is born of God and knows God through personal experience. Verse eight, the one who does not love has not become acquainted with God and does not and never did know him. For the love of God, for God is love, I mean, and he is the originator of love. And it is an enduring attribute of his nature. I'm gonna stop here. I'm going to speak on this a little bit and we're going to go forward. Watch this. Verse 8. For the one who does not love 
has not become acquainted with God and does not and has never known him. For God is love. He is the originator of love and is the enduring and it is the enduring attribute of his nature. We want to talk about the enduring attribute of the nature of love. I want to talk to you about us saying this, the word saying God is love. And if you don't have love, then you have not known God. And, and so then we'll sit here and go, well, yeah, I guess I must not know God because I just can't love people. I can't love everybody like that. You know, and, and again, we equate it to feelings. And what I'm giving you today is some, some 101 stuff. So if you don't get excited and jump around, it's okay. You're going to learn something. The thing that jumped out for me was not my behavior, but God's nature and his enduring nature, which is love. So I can't walk in love in the natural if it's not in my nature. And if not in my nature, it's because I don't have the nature of God. So he's not saying, well, if you don't love people, then I don't even know you. You never knew me. He's saying the reason you can't because the way you try to walk in love is out of your emotions, or out of your flesh, or out of your feelings, instead of allowing it to permeate your nature and change you naturally, then you behave out of something that you become. So he's saying, you don't really know God, not trying to put you down. He's saying, you don't know how this really works, baby. You don't really get this. So you trying to behave and you think that's love, but love is something that comes out of enduring nature, something that comes out of, this is just the personality of who I am and the way I respond. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm gonna give you uh, uh, an example. And I'm going to use Kwame. He was talking last week after end of service. And he was saying, you know, I don't have unforgiveness in me. I mean, you know, I just don't let nothing bother me. And he kept talking and I just let him keep talking. And then he moved into an instance in this conversation. And you can tell, OK, yeah, right there. I haven't really forgiven it. And I said, uh-huh. I was, I was just waiting for it because you're human. And as a human, your human nature has these things. You, you haven't mastered it. The scripture said, let he th who thinks he stand, take heed lest he fall. What's my point? We don't grow to a place that we don't need God. We don't ever mature so strong in any area that God has called us to. Because if you do, and there's a few people in the Bible who did, Enoch was one. When he became too good for this earth, God just translated him out. He didn't even die. God was like, you too good for this. This, this is going to pull you out here. You still here? You ain't got it. <laughs> you ain't got it. You still walking this out step by step, day by day. You ain't got it. All the, the lust still lives in you. Sin still. Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Come on. All this lying, cheating, all those things. Whether you do them out and act them out or not, it doesn't matter. It's still in there. You know, this is the nature of a human. So the enduring nature of God is love. Why am I making this point? You ready? You listening? God is never struggling to love you. God's like, huh. Oh, huh. I don't know about it, that diamond. I, I gotta love him because I'm God, but I <laughs> No, it's his nature to do so. What I'm offering to you today is the nature of God, who is love. 
You walk in God and let the love of God walk through you. And even if your flesh and your emotions are not 100% in agreement with what you what you've decided, the walk is considered because you have committed yourself to God. How are you coming up with this, Pastor? The Bible said Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. He just took his belief alone and his desire to be right and said, because you desire to do it, I'm going to count you as righteous. This is the God we love and serve. I judge the thoughts and intent of your heart. And if you make the commitment to walk in me, who is love, come on now. Then he said, by virtue of that, I see the Christ in you and the desire to be in you. And that is what your salvation is about. It's not about what you do. It's about what he did for you. And you saying yes to that, what he did for you. And people say, so you trying to say, once you save, you can do whatever you want. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying, once you save, you won't do whatever you want. Once you truly save, you do what he wants of you. And it becomes part of your enduring nature. It changes you into something that you begin to act out and live out of the God in you. And so what I'm asking us to do now is to throw aside all this behavior modification that we keep working on. Come on, saints. And say, God, I'm going to walk in you. And I'm depending on you to work in me, Philippians 2.13, both to will and to do your good pleasure. That I want to give myself to you enough that you can live out and through me, not try to behave myself in a way that I now feel I'm somehow better than somebody else. And I'm more godly than you because I don't go to the club no more. And all the stupid stuff that church folk like to do to make themselves feel like they're better than somebody else. Listen, God's not taking any of that and counting that for anything. If you look at the stories in the Bible where Peter said, Jesus says, some of you are going to betray me. Not me. I would never do that. I would never betray you. I don't know about them. I would never do that. And, and who was the first one to do it? He was. So the, the point is, I don't think he was lying when he said it. I think he really believed in his heart that he meant well. Listen, not only, come on, I took the sword and cut the guy's ear off. Come on, I, I was trying to be with you. But then you wasn't flowing the way I thought you would flow. So I, I got up out of there. My point is this, God is looking for him in me, for him in you. Hmm. When you stand before the throne on judgment day, how many of you are confident right now in your lifestyle and in your behavior and the way you live and the way you've conducted your life that you're going to stand before God and he's going to say, based on you, well done, my good and faithful servant. Yeah, that's something to think about. Because if you think it, he will, that means you, you've you decided that your righteousness and your walk and your purity and your thought and mind and thought and everything. Because he said, if you hate your brother, you murdered your brother. So you have the thought of it. So if you're saying to me, based on your behavior and your conduct, that you feel that you've arrived at a place that you've deserved equality with God? No. So here's the reality. When he looks at you, he's looking for Jesus, not looking for you. He's looking for the blood that covers you. He's looking for the name and the claim. He's looking to see if your name is in the Lamb Book of Life. And it's there by your walk with him. What I'm promoting today is a walk with him 
is not out of you, but out of surrendering to him where he walks through you and then your life is changed and your conduct is changed by that submission to him in your walk. Am I beating it? Am I beating it in too much? Are you getting what I'm saying here? Um, so he's saying, watch this again, verse eight. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God. That's not a, 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 a casting down or ridicule. He's it's an eye opener. He's giving you an awakening. The reason you don't walk in love is because you have not become acquainted with God. I go to church all the time. You're not acquainted with God. I read the Bible every day. Not acquainted with God. I fast and pray all the time. You're not acquainted with God. You did all the right church stuff and you accepted Christ as Savior, but you don't have an acquaintance with him. You don't walk with him. You don't talk with him. You have a relationship. You don't have a friendship. You haven't become one with him in personality and, and, and identity. So you're not yet acquainted. You, you, you met him. You know who he is. And you claim him, but you now have to develop an acquaintance. And that comes from getting together and spending that kind of time that takes for him to take charge and walk through my life. Watch this. Um, and he never did know him for God is love. You can flip that. Love is God. God is love. So if God is love, then love is God. And for me, to try to pr produce my human love to you is not God, it's affection, it's emotion, it's phileo, it's eros, it's, it's agape when we can walk in it, in those days that we have good agape days, right? But God's love in me is a personality changer, not a behavior. Hmm, how can I explain that to them better? Okay, that's good. You know you're walking in the love of God if you are progressively changing. If you're having these one-off bam booms, I'm see, I'm, I'm walking in the love of God, and that's it. You're not acquainted. You're not walking with God. You're having religious experiences, and they may have been of God, but if the, the scripture is saying here. It's an enduring attribute. That means you have to be connected all the time. Um, he said in, in, in one of his uh, messages to his disciples, uh, the, 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 the tree not connected to the vine, the vine not connected to the tree, the branch will surely die. You, you have to be connected. So watch this. Next verse, verse nine. By this love of God was displayed in us. In that God has sent his own one and only begotten son, the one who is truly unique and the only one of his kind into the world so that we may live through him. Got it? Let me read it again in case you missed it. You want to walk in love? He's telling you how it works. If you don't walk with love, you're not, it's because you're not acquainted with God. And here's how you understand how this love works. By this love, God was displayed in us in that he sent his one and only begotten son into the world so that we may live through him. Somebody say, I walk in love through him. Got it? 
I walk in love through him. I'll keep going. Verse 10, in this love, in this, I mean, in this is love, not that the world loved us, that he, I'm just messing up the whole thing. Let's start over. Let me go back to verse nine so I can stay it on my lane. By this, the love of God was displayed in us in that he sent his one and only begotten son into this world that we may live through him. And this is love, not that we loved God, but that he sent his son to be the propitiation, I'm going to break that down, of our sins. So he's saying the love of God is not displayed in behavior, it's displayed in what he did. Now, I'm, I'm, before I break down that whole section, I want to make sure you get this. This stuff is really important. It's simple, but it's important because it's hard to walk in love for me with some people. Some people just get me to the place that I, I listen. The only way I can walk in love with you is just not speak to you. That's, that's the only way I can walk in love, to never see you, never come around you. Just don't come around me. I won't answer you. You don't have to talk to me. That's that's how I walk in love, right? Just don't even talk to me. And, and that's great if you're in a situation where you never have to walk with this person. But some people in your life that you have no choice, you have to deal with them. And so this is what God is teaching us to this. It's a walk that you have in him that's not of your own strength and your own emotion. But watch this. I'm going to make sure I make this point. He said, God's love is displayed in this. This is the kind of love I'm talking about. God said, you don't know the love of God. You're not acquainted with it. You stay close. Ready? And this is the kind of love that I'm talking about. Lord Jesus, help me explain this exactly where you're showing it to me. That he gave his only begotten son, the one of his one of a kind, only one of his kind were born to the earth to die for our sins. I'm gonna help you out. You ready? You ready? God is love. And if you don't walk in love, you don't know God, you're not even acquainted with him. God is love. And this is the kind of love that God is. He sent his only begotten son in the world to die for you. Guess what? Nobody here is getting it then. Nobody measures up because you're not sending your only begotten son in the world. First of all, you can't even create an only begotten son. Second, second, you ain't sending nobody to die for nobody. So he just, you just gave me a measuring stick that I cannot live up to. I can't, if you're saying that this is the example of love, well, who here has that ability? So he just said to you, and this is the example of the love I'm talking about. I send my only son into the world to die for you for your sin. Well, you can't do that. Nobody, and you can't die for anybody's sin, even if you wanted to. So therefore, that's an unattainable human love. I need you to catch that. That's a love that you could never accomplish in your lifetime or anybody else's lifetime. I just want to show you this. God, help me say this. I know what I'm trying to say. There's a in the, in the book of Romans, it talks about the, the scripture was given or the word was given, knowing man's inability to obtain it. But it may be a schoolmaster, the law, the law. He said the law was given as a schoolmaster to show man his inability to ever be right before God. 
so that he could then send the Savior and they would then appreciate the salvation through the Savior. So what he said is the word that the law was written to show man his inability to ever please God. So what he's saying here is now with my love, I'm asking you to do something that you in yourself can never obtain. But then how do I walk in this love? I'm so glad you asked. This is what he's talking about now. That he gave his son. His only begotten son into the world. Watch this. Verse 9. But, but, this, but this the love of God was displayed in us. That he sent his one and only begotten son. The one who is truly unique. The only one of his kind into this world. That through him we may live. And this is love, not that we first loved God, listen close, not that we first loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son into this world to be the propitiation for our sins. Watch this. Now, now it says here in the, in the Amplified, that is the atoning sacrifice and the satisfying offering. That's not a good enough example. Not at all. I'm going to break down to you propitiation. Propitiation is somebody who takes the weight for you or takes the charge for you or does the time for you. Um, you ever heard the term scapegoat? That was born out of, of biblical phrasing and just turned into something else. You know what a scapegoat is? You made somebody take the fall for you and it's turned into a bad thing. But what it was then was the priest would pray for the people. He would go then to the wilderness with, with, a, with a goat. He would put his hand on them and transfer figuratively or spiritually the sins of all of the people onto this goat. And then they would let this goat run free into the wilderness. And they would say this goat was the goat, the scapegoat. He took the weight of everybody else. Jesus, of course, the, the lamb, the goat, it all kind of ties together. Jesus said, I became the propitiation. I became the one who took your weight. Well, how do I walk in love? You walk in love through the acknowledgement that I took the weight of you trying to walk in love. I took the weight of you trying to walk in peace. I took the weight of you getting it wrong again and again and again. I took the weight. And if you embrace that, scripture says he was forgiven much, loves much. Once you know that what God has done for you and that kindness will lead you to repentance, not fear and shame and guilt. Are you with me? I'm going to stop reading for a minute and just try to explain this just the way it's been. God's been ministering it to me. The hardest part of my walk for me has been to not be, I don't want to say not be sensitive, so sensitive when people do things. Um, but I, I hurt deep. I love deep and I hurt deep. And if you hurt me or you do something against me when I'm trying to do good by you, I shut the doors. I mean, literally, like they're just, it just, the, all the metal gates come down, the, the lasers come on, you know, missiles are aimed if you cross it. It's like everything in me just goes boom especially if you do something to me and then you don't apologize or you try to justify what you did i may say well you know i'm just gonna forgive my let them go but in my mind it means forgive them means you're not we're done 
We're finished. Never speaking to you again. It's done. And when God would say, you're going to forgive him, you know, I say to God all the time, I say, God, your word said, if your brother repent, they ain't repent. So if they repent, <laughs> you know, 70 times seven don't count here because they ain't repent. So I, I would, you know, I would do that thing. And God would say, okay, okay, okay. You got me there. Okay. But now I'm telling you to. I'm asking you to. You're going to break out the law book on me or you're going to work with me? <sighs> I'll do it. No, 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 no. I don't want that. I want you to walk within me so that I can walk through you and then that love will be shown through you without your flesh will being involved. People love to the ability that they know how to love. That's what they do. They can't give better than what they have. That includes me. And I realize that I've tried to love people out of a tolerance and not out of an anointing. Um, I've tried to love people out of a logic and a reasoning, but not out of a deliverance. I try to love people out of a pressure to do so without being healed within myself. And as God has been walking me through this season of walking in love, I come to the realization that your word tells us to love our neighbor as ourselves. And as I look at myself, I don't really love myself the way you're asking me to love others. And I don't love myself the way you're asking me to love others because I've come to the realization, God, that I really don't believe you love me the way you do. So because I don't feel love, I don't love myself. And because I don't love myself, I don't have love to give to someone else. This is a problem. If I gave it to you in typical terms, if I came to your house right now and asked you for $10,000, if you had it, you would give it to me. Some of you, some of you would come up with excuses and say, well, no, nah, I got to do this. But my point is, you would do it. Those of you who really have that relationship with somebody. But if you don't have it, you're going to say, I would love to help you, but I don't have it. And if you have just enough, that 10000 is all you got to get through the month, you're going to say, I got it, but I ain't got it to give to you because I need this for myself. I'm talking about love right now. When God is requiring you to give love to somebody or somebody's requiring love from you, you got one or two responses. One, I don't have that to give to you. But what you did and how you do and how you act, I don't have that kind of love for you. Or I do have love, but I don't have enough to spare. And that's where our tap into God becomes powerful because God said, I will love them through you. The love I'm asking you to give is not yours, but mine that you will get from me, which is an unyielding well and source. And then it'll flow through me to them. And your emotions don't even have to be involved in this process. Who caught something right there? So God has been saying to me, I don't need you to try to love them 
out of the love you either have or lack. I need you to love them through me, which is what we just read. I am the unyielding well. I am, this is my nature. This is my build. You're not built like me. You don't give your all to die for somebody else. And you can if you wanted to. I can. I am the flow and I am the source of the love that you give. I am the flow and I am the source of the forgiveness that you walk in. I am the flow and I am the source of the goodness that comes out of you. There's no goodness in you as a man. There's no ability in you to be good. Your All your righteousness is a filthy rag before God. You can't be right before God. It's not possible in yourself. But what he's saying is, listen, rule me. If you be still and let me flow through you, you will show people love that you're not even aware you're showing them. You will heal lives and hearts that you're not even aware that you're healing because I am working in you both to will and to do my good pleasure. The power for me to be right before God is not in my behavior, is not in me acting nice and smiling and letting you in my house when I don't want to and giving you a ride even when I don't feel like it because I, I mean, they asked me for a ride. I'm a good Christian. That All of that's garbage. Because that's just works of the flesh. But he said, through my love, I took the weight of your sin. I became the propitiation. I became the scapegoat that through me, you do all things. In him, through him, and to him are all things. So what I'm learning is, God, you want me to walk in this kind of forgiveness. And I've come to the place like, God, I don't have the ability. And he said, and that's the first step in acknowledging. Because when I, you are weak, is then that I am strong for your, my strength is perfected in your weakness. So it's all right for me to say, I don't want to love them. I don't want to like them. I don't want to forgive them in the natural, but my spirit man is yielded to you. So in you, I want to change me through you, as we just read, that that will flow out of me because of you. Let me give it to you the simplest way I can. Picture yourself as a faucet. And you now took that faucet out of the well of your own soul and your own spirit, and you turned it upward and you let God connect his source to you. Now, when you open up your faucet, what flows out of you is not what's in here, but what's in there, pouring into there and then overflowing out of there. And that is the best example that I can give you that he gave me. I need you to just be a well. And then let me fill you to overflowing. And once you're filled to overflowing, what comes out of you, like it just described about him, it'll become your, your, who you are, your, 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 your instinct, your flow, your nature, your natural. This is who you are. So I'm no longer trying to be nice or get along with anybody. And it may be a season that you need to pull away. Just because that person just keeps finding the ability to pull out the worst in you. Just separate yourself from a moment, for a moment then, until you get your well filled to overflowing. And when they come back at you, it just overflow all over them and you good. This is the key that he's trying to share here. He's saying, I gave you, and I'm going to read this verse one more time before we go. I just want you to get this. At verse eight. The one who does not love has not become acquainted with God and does not know him and never knew him. For God is love, the originator of love. And 
it is an enduring attribute of his nature by this love, God, because God is love, by this love of God was displayed in us in that God sent his one and only begotten son, watch this, in this love, wait a minute, okay, there we go, I jumped it. Only God's son, I didn't want to read all the stuff in the, in the parentheses. The only one of his kind, the begotten son of God, the one he truly loved, the unique one, into this world that we may live through him. So his enduring attribute of his nature that it may live through us and he, we may live through him is the, what I'm learning. And I'm, and I'm still walking through this. I'd like to share with you what exactly I'm walking through. God, well, how, do, how do I walk in his love towards certain people, towards people, towards people, period, most of the world, honestly. And God's been saying to me, you can't, but I can. And through me, you can do it. But you first in that area have to be full of me. I'm going to make a suggestion and a submission before I get off this message. And that's going to be this. How many of you feel like in this season in your life, God is dealing with you and working with you on several areas of your life? Just things that you feel sometimes almost overwhelmed, like, oh, my God, am I ever going to get this? Okay. Some of you, God ain't working on you at all. You, you, you got it all right. Okay. Okay. So, good. Now, pick the thing that God is pressing on you the most. Stop trying to fix everything because you can't. But pick the thing that he's pressing on you the most about right now. Just stop and just meditate. It. Just the thing that you feel poking your heart the most. Now, not every shortcoming you think you possibly have. Just pick the one thing. And I want you to go before God with me right now and say, God, I know I got this other stuff. But right now, I just want to submit this one thing to you, this this. One thing that you keep poking me about, Father, I just want to come to you and say everything else, let all the other things fade away. I just want to focus on you and this one thing right here. I don't care if it's health. I don't care if it's lack. I don't care if it's a bad attitude. I don't care if it's a bad relationship. I don't care if it's, you know, people that are abusing you, people you abusing, whatever that case may be. I want you to come before God right now and say this one thing right here, I'm submitting before you today. And I want to deal with this one thing that you keep before me and keep before my eyes. And I believe, Lord God, that once I'm healed of this thing, so many other things will fall in place. I surrender to you and say through you right now, through your love, your enduring nature, I submit these things to you, whatever they are, that's between you and God. And I say, Lord, today, right here in this one area, I surrender to change. I surrender to growth. I ask you to make me better. Heal me not in my own strength, but in your strength through me. Fill me with this. Give me scriptures. Lead me to scriptures. Lead me to messages that speak to me in this area. Give me prayer specific to pray. I'll keep note of it in the journal keep it and I'll stand before it. I'll put the note on it and, and put it where I can read it as I run throughout the day. But I will put all my attention in this season on this thing. 
And I trust you and I thank you for the deliverance in advance. In the name of our Savior, Jesus. Amen. In doing that, you can build your faith and your courage. When you got a whole bunch of stuff before you, you're always feeling like a failure. Let God deliver you in the one area. It may not even seem like a big area to somebody else, but it is to you. And once you see what he does there, the scripture says you can be like David and you can encourage yourself in the Lord. You can remember yourself to yourself when the next thing comes along. You can look back at that and say, yeah, you did it. I'm asking you all by this exercise, just clear the table right now of all the stuff that you carry. Just clear the table. Just take that one thing God has before you right now and just let him walk you through that. It could be self-esteem. It could be all kind of things. You, you know, you know what it is. And let God heal you right there. And watch how the rest of it falls in line. Amen. I pray that you be encouraged in your faith and your inner man. And yes, the love of God is in you. Now you're going to let him work through you. You're going to stop trying to do it in your own flesh because it doesn't work. Thank you and I bless you for your time. In Jesus' name, amen.